my brothers and sisters in Christ, as we gather together this morning for this Eucharist, the words of Zephaniah chapter 3 come to mind. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. As we worship, the word of God broken open for us and come forward soon to receive our Lord in the blessed sacrament, Jesus is present, desiring to touch each of our hearts and each of our lives. The God who has invited us here for this Eucharist is the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the God of St. Teresa of Calcutta, the God of St. John Paul II, our God who loves us and desires that we would be here present. Indeed, for the God of Teresa of Calcutta and St. John Paul II, St. Paul himself reminds us, all of us, by our sacrifice and sharing, living out our faith, each of us is helping to fill up what is lacking in the afflictions of Jesus Christ for the sake of his church. We are here as ambassadors for Christ. We are here as God's holy people. We are here so that the Lord can touch our hearts and our souls. And yet we understand well that none of us will be able to achieve our goals nor fulfill our own personalities doing it just alone. We need one another. We need to inspire hope in one another by the way we live our life and the way we are Christ to one another in the journey of faith. And I'm sure you agree with me that each one of you is blessed. You're blessed by the youth leaders who are here with you, the chaperones, your parish priests, your deacons, your bishops, your seminarians, all here to walk with you. None of us need walk alone. Why? Because God desires that we would come to know the love that he wants to bestow on us. And he wants us to know that we must accompany one another on a great journey of faith. I can't do it alone, and you can't do it alone. But just think back over these past few days, this weekend. Who are those who encouraged you? Who are those who suggested maybe the, the Lord placed the desire in your heart to go to the sacrament of penance? What happened to you last night as the Blessed Sacrament was carried through this great auditorium? And what was your experience as you had this weekend to come to and to discover one another, to walk with each other, to talk of faith with, with one another, to be able to speak of your love of Jesus Christ? Sometimes more challenging, but here it is easy. And then today we're presented with this gospel and I think that Martha, in today's gospel, probably would like to hear what we have to say, how we would respond. We already heard what Jesus said to her when she asked, Lord, are you not concerned? Do you not care that my sister Mary has left me alone to do all the work? Tell her to help me. Now, I know you have brothers and sisters. Have you ever found yourself in the same experience? that you have to do all the work. Just put your hands up. Honesty is good for the soul. This is a busy crowd. Now, who are those that just sat there and did nothing? You put your hands up. Aha. Uh -huh. 
we have more Marthas than Marys in this crowd this morning. But what are we going to tell her? Remember, Jesus told Martha that Mary had the better part. And I'm wondering if, of course, it's not recorded in the scriptures, but I'm wondering if after Martha heard that, she thought to herself, typical man. <laughs> or, are you kidding? Or, what would you say if one of your brothers and sisters gave you that answer? There'd be a look, maybe a few words, which I can't mention from this pulpit. <laughs> but it'd be disturbing. So how are we going to find an answer for, for all the Marthas in this group? Marthas, put your hands up one, one more time, because I want to make sure I got it all counted. Aha, uh -huh, 3,000 Marthas. Well, I think if we're going to answer Martha, maybe we have to go back to last Sunday. Who was in church last Sunday? Put your hand up again. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm doing this. I just want to make sure that you're not sleeping because I know how late you've stayed up these past few days. Well, last Sunday, Jesus gave us the parable of the Good Samaritan. But at the same time, we were told to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength, with all our mind, and our neighbor as ourself. And then, after Jesus said that, he gave us the parable of the Good Samaritan. You remember what happened. It's one of the most famous parables of all time. The fellow was walking towards Jerusalem, and he was set upon by robbers. He got mugged. He got beaten. He lost all of his possessions and was left in the middle of the road half dead. The priest went by. He was praying. Didn't have time to stop. But then along came the Samaritan. Now, you have to understand Jewish people in those days didn't like Samaritans. And the fellow who had been beaten and robbed was Jewish. And he stopped anyway. He stopped anyway, and he helped him. In fact, he took him to an inn and said, I'll stop by on my way back, and I'll pay whatever I owe you. What Jesus is pointing out, I think, last Sunday, was that there is a proper time for prayer and contemplation, for study, and the readings of the scriptures, and a proper time to opening your heart to the Lord, just as there's always a proper time for action. We have the example of the priest. Now, Jesus didn't say anything negative about him. There's nothing wrong with praying. We all should probably be praying more. But he did compliment the Samaritan who responded to an emergency who was someone who could take action. Well, how would that help us as we answer in modern-day terms Martha's question? There is a proper time for everything, certainly prayer. But it does not always take precedence over what we're called to do. As a matter of fact, Pope Francis tells us over and over and over again that today we must accompany our brothers and sisters in faith. Or to put it more practical, 
we all have to practice common sense. And when an emergency breaks out, we need to be there to help. And when it's time to pray for people in need, we need to be there to pray. The Jesus to whom we pray and before whom we sit in silent prayer is filling us with his love, opening our heart so that we might hear the gentle whisperings of the Holy Spirit and allow us to understand that when we suffer or serve out of love for another, that comes first from Jesus Christ. So yes, Martha, Mary needs, needs to pray. And yes, Martha, you're right. There comes times when women of God and men of God have to stand up and be counted and address the needs of our time. Whether it's marching in front of an abortion clinic or teaching young people about Jesus' love for them or helping our youth group raise some funds so we can come to Steubenville next year or whatever the need might be. You see, our compassion and our act of concern for one another as we accompany our brothers and sisters, as we help the people in our youth groups to support them that they can stay close to Christ even when they're being tempted, this concern leads to that mystery hidden from ages and generations, but revealed beautifully in this scripture today, the mystery of Christ in each one of us. And so when Mary wants to pray and Martha wants to act, we have to ask the Lord, what are you calling me to do now? How can I respond? Because sometimes when there's a need, it's easier to pray and not even see the need. And sometimes when there's a need, we don't take enough to pray, enough time to pray, and therefore we don't handle it well. So let us leave here each one of us filled with the Jesus we have listened to all weekend, listened to through our speakers and leaders. And let us also, with eyes of faith, never forget the lesson of the Good Samaritan so that we can never fail to see a brother or sister in need. Brothers and sisters, bishops, priests, deacons, women and men religious, seminarians, youth ministers, chaperones. Today, Jesus tells us, we are called to serve our brothers and sisters no matter what the need, whether in prayer or action. And so my question to all of you as you prepare to go home today and to be with your friends who are not here, are you willing to pray for your friends? Are you willing to serve your friends? As you answer that question individually, you will live out this gospel. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.